I wasn't a conventional looking person. I still am not. I'm not a great beauty. And otherwise, I just wanted, I wasn't, didn't want to be Cinderella. I wanted to be the Ugly Sisters. Actress and comedian Tracy Ullman. Today on Now I've Heard Everything, I'm Bill Thompson. She burst into the American television scene in the late 1980s when she hosted her own show on the fledgling Fox network. And Tracy Ullman has been a favorite here ever since. Now, her Fox show ended in 1990. By 1996, however, she had her own show again on HBO, a series called Tracy Takes On. I met her in early 1998 when she published a book, a companion to the HBO series. So here now, from 1998, a kind of stream of consciousness, Tracy Ullman. Do you like boxing? Uh, no. Not, well, there not you go. Not sports fans. Yeah, so. not, not particularly. So no. I, I love I, going to those boxing figured... matches in Vegas. I like sitting in the front row and getting spattered with blood. I didn't used to like it. Now I'm like, get him! Kill him! It's a great night out. Well, you know, I, 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 in telling people that you were coming today, I was surprised at the pretty large number of people who still fondly remember your Fox series. And I was surprised the large number of people, including my daughters, who said, oh, yeah, that's where The Simpsons started. That's right, yes. I breast fed those yellow devils <laughs> they did start on my show and uh my goodness I, I i shouldn't have been so cavalier in not accepting 30 seconds in the middle of the simpsons for me <laughs> uh, that's right and um, i was on fox from 87 to 1990 and i did 86 shows i did a lot of shows but then i i took a few years off had a baby did other things and then i thought if i come back and do another show i can't do that kind of variety show every week because it was like a pilot every week. You know, I didn't repeat stuff. It was so hard. So I thought, I'll do Tracy Takes On Smoking, Tracy Takes On Marriage, Tracy Takes On Sex. And you've got this rallying theme that you can write about and repeat characters. And uh, it's working very well. We're in our third year. And blows her own trumpet. We won the Emmy last September. Excellent. I Excellent. beat those boys. <laughs> and uh, so that's why we're really doing a big push in January of 98 to... Uh, What's I say? Books, videos, the lot. I'm opening malls. I'm appearing in coffee shops. I'm at, where am I? At Detroit Circle Crown Super Books tonight. I'm going to run for office. I'm going to kiss babies. I'm going to do all sorts of things. The other day at the grocery store, I saw the Tracy Ullman low-fat sausage. Just, you know. <laughs> that's right. Tracy Light, L-I-T-E. Yeah, that's right. I found fascinating... As I was just beginning to read the book, went on, went Tracy on childhood. I mean, uh, when you yes, get into the characters, yes, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, there's lots about me in there and pictures of me as a kid. But, the, but, but the nugget that I found fascinating—I assume it's true—is mm. that is that you started doing the imitations of the people in your neighborhood and your mm, relatives, mm. and that's how you realized early on that you had this ability to mm. mimic other characters. Yes, but other characters, people with problems. I wanted to imitate the woman across the road who never got married, who wore rubber boots and had a permanent dewdrop hanging off her nose, you know, and, and my aunt who knitted baby booties while chain smoking, you know, was ash all over the baby boots for the baby. It's just people with problems. But I, I wasn't a conventional looking person. I still am not. I'm not a great beauty. And otherwise, I just wanted, I wasn't, didn't want to be Cinderella. I wanted to be the ugly sisters. And I could just do it. You know, I mean, it's like some kids were good with footballs and some could play violins and I would just impersonate everybody. But to an incredible degree, you know, I walk like them, dressed up like them, wanted to be totally immersed 
by them. Well, see, that's the thing. A lot, a lot of folks, even even us ordinary folks, we can do a fair imitation of somebody just casual. We we can make our, ourselves sound a little bit like them, or we can maybe walk like them. But very, very, very few human beings can hmm. imitate somebody else, like you just said. The walk. And the dress and, and the, the mindset hair. And to and get into the, a, a, a exactly. mindset that they're in. Peter Sellers did it brilliantly and I'm really a big fan of his and Alec Guinness and Alistair Sim and Gilda Radner and Carol mm-hmm. Burnett. And they're really my inspiration. And I just, Lily Tomlin's a genius. And, uh, so they're my, that's why I do it. Do you, in a sense, become these people when you, when you take on their characters? It's, when I get dressed up, I mean, if I become Fern Rosenthal, the lady from Long Island, you know, I the nails go on, the jewelry, turn your rings in the city, darling, don't show the jewelry. And then I get the big, the wig on, the glasses, the, the, the shoulder pads, the, everything's there, the whole, all that has a rye. And I do, I, I talk to my crew like her, they're like, ah, oh, hi, Fern, oh, please, I have such gas. <laughs> and, you know, I am fern all day, which is oh, emotionally draining. And I, you know, it takes a little while to come down. I have to be deprogrammed at the end of the day. <laughs> and um, I, I, I do, I do. I start thinking like her and I talk to my husband like her. You know, don't touch me. Ugh, I find sex so painful. I have inflamed pelvic wall syndrome. Would you stop, please? But I have a great sense of who I am. And I'm, I, I'm always mum to Mabel and Johnny when I get home and... I'm not like, a, everyone goes, oh, you're like Sybil, but I mean, that, that was somebody with a disease who was overtaken by people that but, she didn't want to be overtaken by. But see, here's the thing. Over the years, I've interviewed countless numbers of world-class authors, people who sell millions of novels. I mean, just the, the kinds of books they sell are incredible. Mm. And most of them tell me that they have to, in a sense, almost become the characters that they're really, writing. Really, really. So you, you are doing, you are personifying what they do and in, in their successful way and mm. your successful way. I've been asked so many times to write a book about a Brit in Hollywood, trash on people, you know, have you seen Meryl Streep on the toilet type book? And uh, <laughs> wouldn't interest me at all to do that. So I was glad that Hyperion wanted me to do a book about my characters about their worlds you find out stuff about them their biographies and and bits about me have you i haven't seen meryl's we were camping once and um <laughs> we dug this hole no 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 i'm not gonna tell you <sighs> all right is it a guy thing or do a lot of people turn to the chapter on sex first oh you did did you Guys, they're like uh, my Middle Eastern cabbage. You know the guy who's like, I spoil your wife for any other man. You know, I'm t- uh, hey, darling, you like sex? They like when I'm dressed as that guy. My crew say terrible things to me. All the male guys, they treat me as a guy for the day. You know, and uh, and when and when you're dressed as Trevor, they get terrified. Yeah, that's when you know. <laughs> You know, they do all that heavy heterosexual life. <laughs> hey, get away from me. I ain't kissing you. And I go, come on, Lord, give me an ass kiss. Come on, come on, sit on Trevor's knee. Ooh, I like old men. They're more grateful. Ooh, yo, he's nice, isn't he, your little camera loader? And I sort of wind them up, you know. And, and it, it's weird because I'm dressed as a man, and, you know, and I talk like a man. And, and uh, you know, and I say to the one, the guys on the crew that will give me a kiss is Trevor. I still have that knowledge that it's Tracy, insider, <laughs> and the ones that freak out, you know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting psychological exercise that I go through when I'm dressed as these people relating to other people. Do you find that you get less respect as some characters than others? Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I get treated very differently when I'm a... Uh... I like being a uh, Romaine. She's a 70-year-old alcoholic beggar. 
who's, um, everyone likes her. They go, oh, hi, Ruby. You know, they all are, anyone got any party clowns? I could use a beer. It's awful hot. You know, and they are, everyone knows a Ruby. Everyone has an aunt like her. She's in their Barker lounger. Everything's turning in the boom shackle town. <laughs> We're going to hell in a handbasket. They're taking jobs away from good American boys. You know, one of those kind of people. It's not her country anymore. And um, people love her. And, uh, but they, they're laughing at me behind my back and I, I don't even know it. Um, they love, I, then I dress as Linda Granger, my wonderful, you know, darling, I was here with my book, I'm Still Here. Uh, my lifelong story of my battle with disease, alcoholism, and personal misfortune. It's so inspirational. Um, they love her because, uh, that's a typical girl that a guy would like, you know, the, the big, Implant breasts and the collagen lips, and she's just made for sex. Um, and she's a recovering sexaholic who can go off the rails at any minute. <laughs> Many of us who are donut addicted also find find great pleasure in. You must have interviewed women with books like that in here. You know, <laughs> you get you shaking your head. I love all that inspirational book stuff. <laughs> <clears throat> One day, mm. the day, the day that Jackie Collins was here. Oh, she's great. Actually. She's always this, so, these lights yeah. went out, oh, and so we were trapped in this we had with Jackie Collins with only the living room lamp. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Did she look better once the overhead lights went out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a nice. She's a nice she's, lady. She's, she's so great to yes. me, Jackie Collins. Yeah. She's so supportive of me. She's great. I like her. What do what uh, uh, What do you hear from other? Celebrities, other stars. I mean, other, people. Uh, I, you are in, in held in great esteem by the masses, the general public. But what happens? How do you feel when somebody that you admire comes up to you and says, "Hey, I love your oh, work." Oh, it's great. It's lovely. Yeah. I mean, um, I am. I'm always treated like this sort of crazy cousin. You know, people come up to me and go, "Hey, my cousin just like you. She's crazy like you. She should have her own show." I feel like going, "Oh yeah, yeah. You, why doesn't she just try it? She's as talented as me. She." Why doesn't she get her own show? I'm always that kind of, yeah, you're, you're my sister. She's nuts. Oh, thanks. Um, I think I sort of met my match a little when I was talking with Robin Williams on The Tonight Show last week. I love oh, meeting yes, him. He has yes. the same thing as me. You know, we just go off into these realms of insanity. That was a great and, moment uh, on that show. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, come on. I can do that voice. I could. I want to do Australian. I'll do Australian with him. I want to do South African. I'll do South African with him. You know, it's like, you know, come on, bring him on, bring him on, bring him on. I can do this. <laughs> I like that. But uh, but he cannot do HRH. Well, no. One is terribly concerned when one looks around the Commonwealth today. <laughs> I know. HRH <laughs> is a good character. I'm going to do more with her now, this she, year. She's kind of a, like a composite almost, isn't she's she? She's a composite amalgam of... Uh, I, think it's, I think it is the Queen's voice. The sense of grief that one feels today is so overwhelming. And in this voice... It doesn't sound like I'm grieving at all, or that I'm happy, or funny, or anything. And that's how the royal family talk. One feels that one is subjected to one's own... <laughs> Why do you say one all the time? <laughs> yeah, it's... Because um, there's so many of them. There's so many different departments of the royal family. She has Princess Margaret's kind of lifestyle, you know, a bit of a lush. Um, Princess Anne's teeth, the Duchess of Kent's hats when presenting at Wimbledon. Um She's a she's a good character. Must you be careful in in not spreading yourself too thin? I mean, is your stable of characters mm -hmm. relatively, if I may, if I may use that word again, stable, or, or or are you thinking of adding new ones? Or I um I do, but that's the 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 the, the uh, 
premise of the new show this takes on, mm. you do get to see your favourite characters. I mean, if you like, there is a staple of characters like Ruby, Fern, mm-hmm. Chick, um, HRH, and you will see them every week in this show in monologue form, if not in a, a long, longer sketch. But um, I only added one new character this year because, uh, you know, several of them are working so well. But it keeps me on my toes to create new ones. And then you get different opinions and different mindsets. And I, I just create them as needs be. I think if we, we're missing an opinion in the sh- in, in show, I'll create one. But they're also created very carefully. Again, going back to what some of the great novelists of the world have told me, that yeah. they, before they can begin writing a story... I want to be one of these great novelists <laughs> of the world. You could be. You could be. I mean, you've got all... You, you've got everything. You've got everything that it takes. Because what they tell me is that they have to know their characters inside and out. Yeah, Not, absolutely. That's exactly... I have to base it on someone I know. Or an amalgam of people I know. I have to, if I'm doing an accent, I have to talk to someone really from mm-hmm. that town with that accent. And the clothes have to be bought in the places you'd buy those clothes. And the makeup we work out carefully. My wigs are beautifully handmade in England. I mean, I do it. I don't do it in a satirical parody type way. It's not like, um, it's not Saturday Night Live. What I do. It's not quick, fast, mm-hmm. live. You know, kind of political satire. Um, Although they, I shouldn't, I mean, there's certainly some wonderful characters come out of Saturday Night Live. As I say, Gilda Radner is a huge inspiration mm-hmm. to me. But I do do the physical stuff. I probably have more time than they would have on Saturday Night Live to do the makeups and hair in a very detailed way. Wow. I guess this would be a very different kind of book if the title had been Tracy Takes Off, but that we can go into that, I guess. Think the overhead of... lights are going to go off in a minute. He's going <laughs> to hit on me like he hit on Jackie Collins. Oh, the lights are going. Would you get, get out? <laughs> You speak so fast. Do one of those commercials for me. Get down to the warehouse now. There's no need. There's seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. You can get anything you want. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday at the smoking U.S. Thirty Drag Strip. That's it. That's, that's another character for me. You're a character for me. Look ooh, at you. <laughs> we'll have to talk. Thanks so much for coming today. Thank you very much. Buy the book. Buy the video. Watch the show. Sell, sell, sell. Eat sausage. Eat sausage. <laughs> Tracy Ullman, light sausage, light. Thank you very much. Tracy Ullman is 60 now, and according to Wikipedia, she is the richest British actress and female comedian, and third richest British comedian overall. Have you subscribed to Now I've Heard Everything? We post new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And you can hear us on all major podcast platforms. And thanks for listening. Next time on Now I've Heard Everything, he had a front row seat to the political events that led up to the breakup of the Soviet Union in the late 1980s. My 1992 interview with former Soviet journalist Vladimir Posner. Gorbachev could have made it much easier had he made the right decisions instead of playing to both the left and the right, the conservatives and the liberals, and ultimately losing the support of both. That's next time on Now I've Heard Everything. I'm Bill Thompson. (laughs) 